Welcome to Leaders and Learners. My name is Tanya McKenzie, and you can find me at the intersection of public relations and leadership. Join us as we talk to organizational leaders, elected officials, experts, authors, artists, and personalities sharing their stories, talking about how they got to where they are and how they continue to learn and lead the way. So without further ado, let's get into it. Greetings, good people out there. How you doing? Uh, Hope you're well. Excited to have you here today uh, and hope you are feeling like learning a little something, particularly for my business folks and my entrepreneurs. I think today you will definitely leave with um, a higher understanding of your opportunity to succeed. Uh, And what that requires is usually some great resources, some amazing people around you, people that you can go to for advice, Um, a wealth of knowledge, maybe some networking and some introductions and all those cool things. And today I'm bringing you, he happens to be one of my fraternity brothers, uh, and also one of the most impressive entrepreneurs I have ever met. He's a multi-author, okay? He's written several books. Um, He's helped various companies excel in the things that they were doing. So even when you are the expert in something, there's always something else that you can learn. And I'm lucky enough to be affiliated with someone that can help you next level your business. Um, And today I want to introduce you to Mr. Jay Halim. How you doing, sir? What's going on, sis? How you doing? Pretty good. Always glad to have you in the house. I think it always benefits whoever is listening to you, whether it's your energy, your wealth of knowledge, your ability to help uh, open perspective for individuals. All of those things give me great pleasure in having you on the platform. So let the people know a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got to where you are now. We ain't got that much time on the show. <laughs> but no, um, I, I, as she said, I'm Jay Halim. Right now, currently, <laughs> I am a business coach and consultant specializing in government contracting. So I help individuals um, from coach via coaching or consulting to get business contracts with the government. But my journey, again, just over the last 12 so years, I started out taking pictures as a photographer. Didn't want to do it like everybody else did it. Hated the thought of being what they call just a photographer. And so um, I, I used my business knowledge to actually find out the best market that I, that would help me out. So I started working with law firms at one point and then it got me to the government. And um, people didn't know, you know how much money you can make with the government. I was one of them. But I did have some people in my sphere of influence that pointed me in that direction. I did it a lot and well. And um, I always loved my people, so I wanted to help my individuals out, um, minorities that look like me, to be able to do that same situation. So I became a, a certified coach, certified trainer, and started teaching other individuals that look like myself how to be, you know, um, government contractors and be successful. And I've been doing it all across the country over the last five or six years now. How did you get to that point, though? Um, what... Why didn't you just have a job? Uh, You have a job. You went to college. Obviously, you're a Sigma. Mm -hmm. Uh, Isn't that what they teach us? Go to college, get a job. Yeah, that's exactly what they taught us. However, for me, you know, I became a felon in college. And so the job thing wasn't available for me at that time. When I graduated, 
and, and things are a little bit l more lenient today. But back in those days, they wasn't trying to hear a felon getting that type of job that I wanted. Um, and so I went ahead and instead of quitting, I went ahead and started my own business. I stumbled through entrepreneurship. I tried a few things, learned a lot. Um, but then when I got to that point, you know, I had always was coming off of selling a business, um, not for good reasons, but because I was going through that 2008, 2012 crisis. And it was just more so to just make sure me and my family don't go under um, too bad. And so, you know, I was had to sell sell my company and figure it out. But um, that's when I kind of got my sea legs once, you know, I picked up that camera. Um, because that was when I tell people, I always tell people, that's when I had a skill to call my own. You know, I was always a hustler, but you can't put hustle on a resume. And so that's when I actually had a skill of my own. I can produce something. I can help other people do something. I knew how to, I tell you, you got a skill, you can fix problems. So I know how to fix the problem with that camera. I knew what to do with it. But my business acumen just put me in a position to look at it differently. I went to my first bridal show and it was like 20 photographers and like five brides. Well, we know supply and demand tells you that the, your cost, what you're going to make off that wedding is going to be real low. And I'm like, it's not really worth it, you know, for me to do that. So I saw the city I lived in had 400 law firms <laughs> and only 150,000 um, people in the city. So it was something to that. So I started going at the law firms and that worked out tremendously. It gave me, you know, what, you know, the introduction that I needed to working with corporate entities. And then when I got to the government, it just, the world opened up, you know, nobody was there. It was just me at the time in my space. A lot of people doing it my way I was now, but before it was just me and it just was the lane of my own. I just ran with it. It seems like, though, when people come to you, they already have a business or they feel like they have a skill. Like, I haven't seen mm -hmm. you too often just work with someone that's just like, hi, I'm here. I'm, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, you're usually working with someone that already has a skill and expertise. Have you ever found yourself in a situation, though, where you had to tell them, like, dude, that's not really, that's not your thing? Or you need yeah, to definitely. Well, you know, you, you see people's superpowers. You know, being a certified coach, you know, I'm also like disc assessment certified. So like I, I'll do assessments and sometimes we, we, we're in a good position and we're doing something, but we gotta be, I tell people, you gotta be willing to give up good for great. And so what are you great at? What comes natural to you? What comes natural to your business? What comes natural to the, the geographical area that you're in? You know, you might be good selling surfboards online, but if you in the, the beach by where you guys are, you know, might you might make a lot more money if you set up shop on the beach, you know, and so go to the beach. I, I, I'm willing to tell them those things in the, in the way that they need to hear it, not being nasty, but just definitely letting them know, hey, you can be great. You can go further. Again, as I said, I didn't think that there's people that were making money with weddings, but it wasn't for me. And I knew what I would be great at. I wanted to be with my children. So when I worked for the government and worked for law firms, I was home in time enough to go pick up my kids from school. You know what I'm saying? So understanding, I try to understand what people really, really want and as opposed to what they're doing for money. Because that's going to, that's going to, they'll lose that before long. But what do you really, really want? Where are you trying to go? And I try to push them in that direction. So recently uh, I spent some time with um, Mr. Clyborne, you know, our uh -huh. kingmaker. <laughs> and, you know, I was talking to him about 
government contracts and how we find a way for, because even during COVID and as, as many opportunities was given post George Floyd and, you know, all of this, let's work with minority business owners. We still did not wind up with a large amount of contracts and mm -hmm. financing. Those are the things that seem to escape people that look like us and own businesses. So what do you tell people when they come in with a high level of skepticism that they haven't been able to get these contracts and look, I'm going to work with you, but it's probably not going to happen. Well, that's, I, I definitely don't tell them that because it's just not true. A lot of times we don't want to do the work, you know, um, it is true. It's tough. Um, but it's tough for pretty much everybody. If you're not a mobster breaking people's knees to make sure you get contracts, it's tough for everybody, but we're just not there. Like you, you, I know that you like politics. And so you find that a lot of voters that look like us are probably just not there. And it's not, that's not, that's why they're not getting what they want. And it's the same thing with the government contracting. We're not in the room. I live in Las Vegas now. I saw more people in little old South Carolina rocking out in the government that look like you and I than they are in Las Vegas in this city where more than a million people. So it's it's just people are not there. It's a, it's definitely not an easy thing at first. It's one of those things where you gotta get play the game for a little while. But once you get in the system, you have to get in the you have to work it, and then you're good. And this is the reason why I found you're trying to sell yourself. You have entrepreneurs trying to sell themselves to people who are not entrepreneurs. The people who work for the federal government are not entrepreneurs themselves. The federal government is a machine. It works on its own time. It doesn't work on our time. When you're a business owner, you used to making things happen when you want it to happen. You have to be patient and work with the system. You are just, that contract is just a list of contracts that's coming up this year. And they're going to fill it when they need it to get filled. And they're going to pay you according to the schedule that they pay. And they're going to do all this stuff according to how they work. And if you don't know that system, they'll get frustrated and run away from it. I've, I have a contract, contractor now that I work with right now. They've, they've done millions of dollars on, on in the private sector. Now going, they want to get in the public sector, so they hire me. And I'm like, why haven't you done this? You have everything. Man, the paperwork. I don't want to do the paperwork. That paperwork. Oh, my, everything I want to do has got something to do with some paperwork. It takes too long. So, you know, are you willing to do it or are you not? But that that can change your life. You waiting six months for a contract that can set, set you up for sometimes government contracts get three re-ups. So you might get a three-year contract with three re-ups. So you got nine years of work for you and your people and you can't wait six months for that? Um, go back to the paperwork piece. That seems to be a crutch for a lot of people. They just yeah. will use it to not do things. How do you move your people past these crutches that they seem to be using as excuses for not getting things done. And I'm asking too, because there may be people out there uh, that want to work with you, but need to understand that you are about getting things done and getting things done the right way. Do they think, okay, well, I'm just going to hire him and I'm going to make him do the paperwork? Because I know in PR, there's a lot of people that think I'm going to hire her. She got to do all the stuff. So talk to me <laughs> about that and talk to your people um, that might be listening about the process and the things you have to do and how you get them to get through even the stuff they don't want to do. The funny part about it is, and I'll just be perfectly honest with you, we do, do, we will do the paperwork. We have no problem with doing the paperwork. That's a part of our services, you know? So we have four services. So we'll certify you. So we'll do the paperwork, all your certification paperwork. 
you know, as an admin service. Then we can do sales for you. You know, we can either coach you on the sales or we can be consultants and do sales for you. Um, we can help you with your market research and also your strategic partnerships. A lot of times in government contracting, one of the biggest strategic partnerships is funding. You need to find some funding partners that work with you um, dealing with that space. So we don't have a problem with doing that. The company, my firm is set up for that. The problem is, even though we're going to do the paperwork, you still have to provide us with the information that we need. So we've had so many t issues with people giving us the tax tax forms for the last three years that they need, <laughs> or the, the, the P&L statements and this and that, and everything else that comes down the list of things that you need um, to get the certification process going, you still have a hard time. And the sad part about it, I've had people pay me thousands of dollars and we're still waiting on their paperwork. I'm sitting there like, what are you talking about? Three months later, you're still waiting on their paperwork. So some people just want to have something to complain about. And we got to get past that part, you know, if we want to play this game. Yeah, well, good luck on that. <laughs> pay you $1,000 and they still didn't turn in the paperwork? That sounds like they a thousands of dollars and hadn't turned in the paperwork at certain times over after three months and you know they it's a thing when it comes to personal development is that you have some people that they call it um what do they call it it's like a, a complex where they want to be seen like they're doing things to better themselves or their business but they're not doing it so they're jumping on every coach's plan every this and they're paying but they're not actually following through with the plans and then it also leaves a reason to say it's somebody else's fault well, I didn't like this program. I didn't like that program. Did you actually do the program? And if you did and you don't have the same thing, if you don't get the result, that's something different. But most of the time they didn't do the program. Yikes. Listen, I want you to talk to the people about not this book, but your last book and then how you got here to this one that you're about to drop on the 24th. My last baby, Morning Motivation. There, there she go. Um, my last book again. I was during COVID, and I just got tired of hearing so much negative rhetoric and telling everybody throw away 2020, get rid of 2020. Now, you know, two years later, hearing all of the amazing success stories, especially in business, that happened during the pandemic. Like, I think that we can all say that that was bad advice, you know. Um, and so I decided to put out good, positive advice online but i didn't think i did it for like 150 days straight but i didn't think i can keep it going and so i started you know documenting and documenting it for a book but then i just picked out about 12 different pieces of advice and i expounded on it on the, on the book and it's been great you know actually um it's funny it's almost two years old but at first it didn't sell as much as the first two but now this is the most purchased book that I have because like later on, people keep purchasing it. And I'm talking to people and they sending me screenshots of that particular book because I think the first two, I Won't Starve or You Won't Starve was so catchy and it was a part of my brand. And I said, this is the book that be made me a real author. You know, um, you can see the stuff in my second book, You Won't Starve. I literally put my principles online in 2014, YouTube. I probably got like... <laughs> 14 hits on each video and I've sold over 5,000 copies of that book. So it just all depends. I mean, it was still the same stuff, but you know, people wanted it in the book, I guess. And I guess because my, I grew in my station, they respected me more and bought my, bought more copies of the book and wanted to learn from me. Um, and again, I won't start with about my story, but this was me with my opinions 
And that's why I felt like I became an actual author because, it, you know, you can't really question nobody's story and where they came from or whatever the case may be. But that was just my thought process um, out on, in the book. All right. Now, uh, December 24th, we got something new coming up. Yeah. Business Corner. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this one even more than the last one um, because I feel like I'm an author now, 100%. <laughs> And it was so funny. I was doing um, a, my blog was called Business Corner, and I thought I would do the same thing with that I did with uh, Morning Motivation, but I didn't. Like none of this has anything to do with stuff that's on my blog at all. <laughs> I really had to like dig in and um, you know write some more perspectives. But for me, this is my whole business motto. For me, I never had the people in my corner that I how I am for other individuals. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, we took a, like what this is the fight of your life, especially somebody like me being a felon for a long period of time. And not this is the only way I can make money. I've been with my wife for 100 years now, it seems like. So I got to take care of this, this woman and these in this family. And I don't have the option to go in and get a six figure job. I don't have that option. And then coming from our community. You know, it's always, oh, he's always a hustler. He's always doing something. He needs to get serious about this. Well, I got about 20 years in this business thing, so I am serious. And now I'm starting to get the respect from the people who used to talk crappy about me back in the day. But for me, I'm not taking that personally. I'm taking it on my on my chest to help the people and give them the support I didn't have. To be in their corner when I didn't have people in my corner for those times mm-hmm. when they, when I needed them the most. So we go through each chapter talking about the times where people need to be in somebody's corner when you're an entrepreneur, like when you first step out as being an entrepreneur, when you first tell your spouse and they're not with that, you know, uh, when you first, when you're selling your business, when you're getting employees and you're no longer the the friend to these people and you can't be friends and you got to go ahead and, and you're responsible for their household as well as your household. And they don't give a damn about your household. They don't give a damn how you're taking care of your family. You got to make sure that check is there every two weeks, regardless of what. You need, this is the loneliest path that we take in, as entrepreneurs in this country. We are responsible for so much more than they make us think that we are. And we're doing it alone. And so we need people in our corner through the whole process. And that's why this book, I created this book. Business Corner. So when I think of business corner, I'm thinking about, um, you know, a, a company or a building. And there's just this one area where I go to either handle some business, fax some papers, work on something. I'm thinking even the business corner is is kind of solo. But you're saying, no, there's someone in that corner to help me. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we got the, the illustration of the boxing, the boxing ring, you know. Um, Floyd Mayweather, any boxers you can think of that was great, you know, no matter how good they were as individuals, they always had somebody in their corner because in this fight, it's so much stuff that you're not going to be able to see on your own. You're going to have to be able to have somebody to come back to and confer with and talk to, to every step of this business process. And the ones that do are successful, are super successful. The ones that don't, they're pretty much playing a lottery with their life. And that's why they're, they they say, oh, businesses um, don't last past the first year. Well, let me tell you, the first year is when you just told your wife or your husband that you were thinking about this business idea. And they said you were crazy as hell. 
And they said they're not supporting that. So that business didn't go. Or you told your parents that you were doing a business and you were leaving this job. And they said they're not supporting it. So these are the things that happen in that first year. You're alone in that first year. That's why it doesn't last, get past the first year. You know, so it's it's so much that people do. I even one of the chapters is about when you reinvest in your company. Think about somebody meeting, having their wife or their husband and they're telling them, I'm gonna start this business. And it went through so much hell. All right, fine. We got through that five years later. You have a surplus of a hundred grand. And so, okay, we didn't go on vacations the last five years. I couldn't get a Louis bag the last five years. I wasn't hanging with my friends. I wasn't getting my nails done. None of that stuff. You got a hundred grand saved up and you're going to come back and tell me that you're going to put it all back into the business. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So that's a hard pill to swallow when you telling that woman or that man that when they already went through like they want, they're not living the lifestyle that they want to live because they were taking a sacrifice for this business. You know, that's that's what happens. Who is there for you to talk to? Who are they, who is there in the corner in your corner to give you advice? Who is there to guide you when you have that situation? You know, most most marriages are not are, are people are getting divorced when they make this decision to be an entrepreneur. Mm. You know, p- people are not lasting if they're not doing this together. They're not lasting. It's it's more, more the majority are not lasting through this situation because you if you really want to be successful, you gotta kind of marry this business too. It's your child, it's a kid, and it gotta develop to that point where you can let it go out on its own, just like your other kid. Why do you think that we don't teach entrepreneurship like others? Why do you think that is not a viable option when we are talking about post-collegiate careers um, in our homes? What do you what where do you, where do you think the 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 deficit is in that conversation, and how do we change that? Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot of reasons, but the, the ones that stick out to me first is fear. You know, um, I think the baby boomer community were fearful. They were like, "Hey, let's get this job." And, you know, this is how we're going to go ahead and, you know, get your house and you're just going to wait till your retirement. And that hasn't really worked for them, but they don't know. They was talking that crap before they retired. Now, some of a lot of them are retired now. I'm like, man, this wasn't the greatest thing, but you've already poured that into your kids. And they probably even got grandkids who their kids and started pouring that into. So that done messed up a few generations. Then when you start to think about the business situation, not understanding what business really is, because. We really, are, a lot of people, self-employed individuals are talking about entrepreneurship. Those are two different things. So you look at social media right now, a lot of people are just saying, I don't want to work a job. They're not saying, really, I want to be a business owner because it's two different things. If you're a plumber and you're just going to go and work for yourself and do plumbing work, make your $100,000 to come home, that's a good living for you. Great, by all means. But that don't mean that you're an entrepreneur. What opportunity how are you creating for someone else? Are you? It's different things that you're dealing with when you're work when you um, supplying jobs. You know, it's different things when you're when you're doing that. When you start getting to a certain financial scenario in that in that community, you have other responsibilities. A lot of schools are running because of certain businesses in that community. A lot of everything is funded by a lot of businesses in the communities, and we don't talk about that in our community. We just talk about how we can make a couple dollars. What's the best way for us to make money? Business is interwoven into every successful neighborhood. And we're not talking about that. Even when we talk about buying homes, we don't tell people how to buy a home as an entrepreneur. 
I remember buying a home as an entrepreneur. That was the a hellish experience where I know people were making $40,000 a year and I can just go get a house with no problem. I got six figure years after years of six figure earning as a company and me bringing home six figures. And it still wasn't, I still, I mean, I literally was about to sue these people at the bank because they asked me for my degree. These jokers asked me for contracts over a certain amount of years to see why I make so amount of money as a consultant. So like, it's hard to buy a business. I mean, buy a house as a business owner. And we're not taught that. They're just going to say, don't have a business. Just work. To learning how it actually works. Now I went through it so I can be in somebody else's corner and I don't have to tell them to quit their job. I mean, quit their business to get a job, to get a house. I can tell you how to get a house when you buy it as an entrepreneur. That is the business corner. Listen, I'm going to step out of the business corner for a minute. And I want you to talk to me about Phi Beta Sigma. You know, having the opportunity to have the conversations I want to have um, leaves me to a, in a place where with black colleges being uh, at uh, the hot topic right now, thanks to Dion, but for many of us, it's been a reality for a long time. And so is black Greek organizations. So I do want you to tap in real quick for me uh, about Phi Beta Sigma, why, and you know what that organization means, not just to you, but to our nation. Well, I, what it means to me, you know, it's been great. My run in Phi Beta Sigma has been great. Why, why is, is because we are inclusive. You know, it's in our laws that like we're we're an inclusive group. I, I I like to daydream and think about what the founders were thinking about back in the turn of the century, the founders of all the Greek organizations. And I think about the stigmas of all the other organizations and the fact that we had no stigma besides we were just you know in the, in the black males that was educated and you know, our founders were entrepreneurs. So that fit me. I, I don't, I'm not a person that you can stigmatize. You're not going to say that I'm, you know, the tough guy. You're not going to say that I'm the nerdy guy. You're not going to say that I'm the pretty boy. I'm, I'm a, I'm a educated black man and I'm an entrepreneur. So that's why I fit for me. And my goal is to keep living by those, those, you know, um, high ideals to this day. Um, my prayer continuously for our organization is to make it easier for young boys that look like me that get educated and to come out to not have to worry about when they're going to have a job. They automatically got one because you joined this illustrious international fraternity. You're not, not if you're going to have people support and help your business. That's not even a question because you joined this illustrious international fraternity. Not worry about if people going to be by your bedside or something happened to you or by your family if something happened to you because you joined this illustrious international fraternity. That's what the plan has been, and I wanted to keep going. And my my goal is to do it myself. We just literally celebrated um, this the chapter here in Vegas, like forty six years um, last month. And I I had a I just moved to Vegas. And I had a house full of sigmas, <laughs> you know, um, that weekend in my house. And I, I love the fact that I I didn't know ninety five percent of them at first, but we both what we all wore the same colors. We all you know, um, got the same ink and, and brands on and we got all that stuff together and we come from, we stand for the same things. They would sit at my kitchen table and, and break bread with me and we had an amazing time like it was supposed to be. So, you know, that stuff is great. 
Appreciate that. Well, let the people know where they can get the book from, how they can continue to follow and support you, Mr. Halim. Yes. Um, the book is on www.iwonstarve.com. You know, business corner. If you are an entrepreneur, you don't this we go through start to selling your business. So it's not for just before beginner entrepreneurs. It's from starting to when you're selling your business because you should be valuing valuing your business to sell. Um, we I teach that in my classes as well. I won't starve academy.org. So um if you're th- if you're in that business and you're by yourself, you feel like you're alone, this is the business for you. I mean, this is the book for you. I'm the person to coach you, help you out, but this is the book for you. Go to Iwonstarve.com, pre-order your copies coming out December 24th. Again. I want to support all business owners. We have a nonprofit, I Won't Starve Academy, where we help minority business owners get on their feet doing business the right way, really understanding what business is and the difference between being intentionally self-employed than being a full-time entrepreneur. Nothing's wrong with either one, but I think that you will move differently. And I know you'll move differently if you understand where you are in this world and where you are in your journey. And we can better help you when you're um, in that space and you're in the know. Appreciate it. We appreciate you, Mr. Thank you. Washington. Thank you so much. Um, I want you all to go out and get the book, pre-order the book, um, put yourself in a position to win. Uh, that's really yes. what this is all about. Figuring out what you need to know, having someone that will advise and guide you and helping you to succeed and get over the hump. So thank you yeah. so much for being here. We appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you. I have a good one. So again, y'all, um, I want to make sure that you get the book, get any of his books, get all his books. If you own a business, if you have a business, if you want to be in business, if you want to do better in business, get his book, get all the books, tap in, hit him up, ask questions. You know, I have the opportunity to have a platform to help others do better. Um, take advantage of the resources. That's why I bring them to you. Leaders and learners. We are leaders, but we are still learning. And even as much as you might know in your expertise, there's always so much more that you don't. So take the opportunity to tap in with Mr. J. Halim Washington. Um, you know, I can't say enough good things about him when it comes to business. Anytime you are maybe lacking, your energy is low, you're not sure where to go, you're spinning in circles, definitely someone that you want to tap into. As a matter of fact, I think I owe him a couple things too. So we're all in the same boat, right? I want you guys to stay connected. Sand and Shores on all social media platforms. Tanya McKenzie PR on all social media platforms. If you need anything, let me know. Let me know what you think about um, this pod in the comments. Share. Share this with someone that you know needs some help in their business. We all know someone that has a business and that's struggling. I dare you to share and let them know that there's opportunities for them to do better. Uh, that That's a gift, right? Sharing knowledge with others is a gift. So thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you share, subscribe, comment down below. I really want to hear what your thoughts are. Uh, I have a feeling that some of you that are listening to this might have some questions. So, you know, we'll definitely get back to you on that. Again, thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you soon.